ask and you shall receive. But before we get to that, we have to thank our cohorts over at Audible. Why are we thanking them? Because Audible has an unmatched selection of audio programs to browse from, and they're offering you a 30-day trial membership with your choice of a free audiobook from their entire library. To go swoop that up, just head over to audibletrial.com rumorcast, sign up for your 30-day trial membership, and go grab your free audiobook to start listening today. Again, that's audibletrial.com rumorcast, and and go hook yourself up with a good story. And another but before we get to that, <laughs> if you want to keep up with us, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RumorCast. And we can be found on all the major podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher. And I actually found someone that uses TuneIn. I had no idea about that one until I started doing this. They're pretty awesome too. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, I want to listen. So head over to RumorCast.com, click the Speak tab, and tell Tell me a story. Now, those of you that were with us last time know how much I begged Travis to sit down for a part two, and he didn't even hesitate at all. So don't you worry. We're going to address all those cliffhangers we left you on last time and keep it rolling. You know what I heard? Spill it. I gotta know. I think it could be true. Can you believe what they just said? That can't be true. Tell me more. Have you heard? They said what? Do you believe everything you hear? is RumorCast. Dude, this has been the longest week ever waiting to get back to this after all the cliffhangers we left on. <laughs> I missed you. We, I feel like we're such good friends now. I spent more time talking to you than I have anyone else in the last <laughs> month. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Uh, what's up, new best friend? Ooh, I probably shouldn't say that. Andy's going to kick my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, before we start... I, I heard you uh, gave my friend the requested greeting at that's ex- work. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, too, because I, I stopped him in the hallway, and I was like, hey, Jason, what's this about you purposely crashing your car uh, so you can get out of practice? And he turned around, and he started laughing, and then I nutshot him real quick, and he was like, oh, and he had just this look on his face like, what the fuck? I was like, Trav says hi. <laughs> and then he gets all mad, and he's like, dude. You totally could have told me what was going on, and he never would have known. And I was like, yeah, but then it wouldn't be funny. And then you looked so defeated. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be funny now. <laughs> he should know better than anyone. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, we actually had a funny moment in the office uh, the other day. Another coworker of mine and him, we were all standing in the break room, and she was, like, cracking jokes because we were cracking jokes on Jason about, you know, how he knows the entire planet. And... um she turns around. It's not just that. It's not just that. You can bring up, you know, anything. Like you could just say apples, and he would have a story about it. And he turns around. And he's like, actually, uh, no, but I have two. <laughs> he told us two <laughs> stories about apples, and she just scoffed and walked out of the break room. <laughs> I, I, he has to be a guest on this podcast. He's the funniest storyteller I've ever met in my life. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I've, I'm trying to get him, man. I'm trying, but he just he will not do it. I don't know why. I don't know. 
It's like it's it's just like its thing. Like sometimes it's hard to figure out. Like when I, I tell them, like anybody, just like you, you know, when when you tell me how much you like doing this, it's like that means a lot to me, you know. And and <laughs> I just tell them all the time, oh, dude, uh, Jason, I appreciate you being a fan. No, 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 I'm not a fan. Uh, that verdict's still out, but I am a good listener. <laughs> He's, I think he's afraid he'll embarrass himself because, I mean, ultimately, he's a gigantic child masquerading as an adult. And I say that as a compliment. Very true. He, <laughs> he just is – he's more kid-like than anyone I know. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's great. He just texted me. It's like he knew we were talking about him. No way. Really? What did he say? This is a, it's a picture of him waist deep in the snow, and it just says snow. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Waist deep? Know. What is he doing? Skiing, he has ski poles. Oh. Oh, I wonder where he went today. I wonder if he went to like Andy's Tower Hills or something and know. crashed. That sounds like something that would happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom, like uh, the day after I posted this, my mom jumps on the website and submitted a review of the episode that I want to read. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. She goes, okay, go. (laughs) She goes, disclaimer, this review compromises spontaneous, unedited, unadulterated, uh, Joe mama bites from this podcast. Uh, insider note, I've called her like Joe mama for like ever. Cause she used to crack jokes on me about, you know, you got to quit talking thug. This is back when I was a kid. You got to quit talking thug. And it's it's just, it's not proper. And it's like, yeah, whatever, Joe Mama, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she said, she, it's like her review is very mechanical. Like it needs to be like posted somewhere on the website. <laughs> I don't know, Mom, is that what you're trying to get? <laughs> but she goes on to just talk about uh, how great everything is. But then this morning she called me. And she was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know um, that part where uh, I was talking about you not cutting off the guests, that wasn't a bad thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I, I, I knew what you were talking about, you know. <laughs> she was like, oh, it is so great. You know, five stars, Phil, five stars. And I was like, oh, it's great. I want to beat that Travis guy. So, yeah, if you ever come out here, I'm kind of obligated to introduce you to her. Oh, she lives out there too? Uh, yeah, she actually lives in St. Cloud. Um, my best friend Andy, my mom, my sisters, they, they all live in that area. I kind of grew up, or not grew up, but I lived in that area for, oh, it was about 10, 15, 10, 12 years, somewhere around there before moving up to Fargo. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that area. And then um, getting down by, I don't know if you know where this is, like Monticello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that entire area down there is a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she enjoyed it. Jeez, <laughs> I knew your mom was going to listen. I might have laid off the F-bombs a little bit. Oh, she swears like a sailor, dude. I swear to God. She, she's a lot easier going now. She's totally <laughs> not proper. Isn't that fucking right, Ma? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what about July 15th? <laughs> Right. She just walked in the door, too. <gasps> Did she? That's awesome. <laughs> For those July. listening, uh, his girlfriend texted me a whole bunch of questions to ask him. And all she said in one of them was, she didn't even say ask him about this. It was just two things. July 15th. 
Okay, so you don't know what July 15th is? Like why it has any significance? Not ringing a bell. Okay. July 15th would be funny. I have, uh, it's it's my girlfriend day, as I like to call it, because basically <laughs> all of my girlfriends have been born on that day since no. becoming an adult. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we are off it to w- such a good start. It, w- it went Chris to Trista to Kelly, back to Trista, to Liz, back to Trista, and then Kelly again. <laughs> um, is she standing right there scowling that you could remember all the others? <laughs> No, she knows. She knows because it's it's pretty weird, right? That is kind of weird. Yeah, the July fifteenth thing. Like, is that that's not something you plan, right? <laughs> no, it's not something I plan. I, I would have avoided it had had I not known uh, Kelly previously twenty five years ago. If I would have heard July fifteenth, I would have just ran. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> I'm cursed. It's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we just keep rolling through them? Sure. Let's knock her questions right out. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about Robbie from uh, your roommate from LA. <laughs> oh my God, uh, that's a pretty good one too. We're no longer friends. We were, <laughs> we were best friends for a long time. Uh, he was Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles, and he was also oh. uh, cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude. And, and he's he's an insane person. But when Trump won, he lost his mind. And Ooh. he he uh, he called me. I didn't even vote for Donald Trump, right? But he because I'm a libertarian, he thinks I'm a Republican. He doesn't understand their difference. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so he called me and he's like, I hope you fucking die. That's <gasps> what he said to me. No like, way. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to pretend like we didn't say that. We've been friends for, you know, 20 years, whatever it is. And like, let's just like, that didn't happen. And he's like, I fucking mean it. I'm, I hope all of you fuckers die. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. Here's how the next four years is going to go. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, thus ending a 20 year friendship over my support of someone I've never supported and have been very vocal about that. I'm not a fan. That's crazy. I know. And then like called other friends too, like people that voted for Hillary and was like freaking out. I mean, it's a bit odd character, but uh, yeah, that was, that was really weird. But I just kind of saw the writing on the wall with what was coming, what we lived through for the three years since then, you know, just the, just the insanity that it has caused in people on both sides. Oh yeah. You know, being so rough. That's why I try not to I mean, be like, too, like publicly oh. vocal about it. Yeah, I, that's why I love, you know, people used to just leave third party people alone. No one said shit to us. You know, they just kind of laughed at us. And then all of a sudden, now we're the reason, you know, then they blame us for whoever loses. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's the third party fuckers that messed it up for everybody. It's like, <laughs> I just won't vote for someone that I don't like. And I didn't even like the libertarian candidate in the last one. I remember I sent my mom a picture of my ballot. Um, cause I do the mail in one and I voted for Travis fucking Randall for president. And I was pretty proud of myself <laughs> in that one. That's awesome. You wrote yourself in. <laughs> yep. Travis fucking Randall. Oh, and, uh, did you put the fucking in there? 
Oh yeah, that's and I posted bad. online because that's illegal. So I was just like, yeah, "Fuck the government!" <laughs> <laughs> you fucking rebel! I love it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. And he saw that, like he knew I voted for myself, which I'm like, I trust myself, you know. Like that's you know, that's who I wanted to vote for. So I'm I'm actually pissed at myself right now that I didn't even think of that because um, I didn't vote. Like I, I was so upset. I think we talked about this. I was so upset that. Um, I didn't want to pick between the lesser of two evils, man. I was just like, no. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I always so, say, because the lesser of two evils is still evil. That's not fair to us, man. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be like that. <laughs> but like in Germany and shit, they have like 10 or 12 choices, like legitimately. And like people in other countries, like more than two voices get to debate, you know? So like people might be able to go, oh, like listen to this person or that person, you know? But here it's just like yeah and they're gonna narrow it down to two assholes again it looks like you know <laughs> right, so, right. It's like come on like give us a chance like to find somebody nice <laughs> or go a different direction you know that yeah. and that's why i believe in third parties whatever third party it is if one of them gets enough traction eventually they'll get in the debate you know in the system people talk about changing the system that seems like a really that and term limits seem like a pretty good place to start right and Honestly, uh, Joe Rogan said something that I um, totally agree with as of right now, the way things are right now. I I really believe that's a job that not nobody's going to get right. Like, there's it's too complicated the way it is right now. You can't. You almost need multiple people doing the job. You right. know, and I mean, how can one person be expected to understand foreign policy, medical, Medicare, you know, all this stuff? I mean, it's just... I mean, I realize every asshole I listen to thinks that they understand all of it, but I mean, there's no way to actually understand it all. And, you know, the world is a lot more complex than it was 200 years ago. Oh, yeah. Big time. And, you know, and I, I'm sure, you know, they all rely heavily on advisors and things like that. But I mean, and basically, you just need a really great project manager in there, you know, and that can, I mean, I think about my, I mean, essentially, that's what I am, you know, or... You know, when I'm trying to get a band on stage or do whatever, it's me working against a bunch of people all going in different directions. And then you're just the calming voice in the middle, listening to everyone so they feel heard, you know, and then going, <laughs> okay, but here's what we're going to do, you know. <laughs> right. This will please most of the people. <laughs> exactly. Oh, do you get a lot of butts on your job? A lot of butts? Yeah. Like, do I see a lot of butts? Uh, no. Like, as <laughs> I see a lot of butts. What kind of production shows have you done, man? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, in, in theater, you want to see naked women or naked dudes work in theater, man. Holy shit. They're oh. naked all the time. Like, quick changes from dancing and things like that. It's just. Oh, seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah. It happens. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel kind of dumb now. Like, I did. That's, that sounds like something common I should have just known. <laughs> Uh, no, I, th I think I think we don't tell everyone because we don't need a bunch of people trying to get in. <laughs> oh fuck! Right now, there's just gonna be oh, watch this <laughs> podcast just explode, get as big as Joe Rogan, and people hear this like, dude, we need to go to theater more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, what I didn't you know understand in high school about theater, like I just I came from smallish town, you know, and theater was for nerds and queers you know like and then and the hot chicks right, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why guys and go yeah like no competition over there <laughs> like right. i need to be in the theater 
And then, you know, now I'm all grown up. I still work in theater entertainment all the time. And it's filled with beautiful women. Like, it's just filled with it. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Don't tell. Let's edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Hold on. Let me make a time marker. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And And the craziest women. But to any of them that may hear this, it's like, like, I could never date the female job equivalent of me. It would... I mean, I can, um, Kelly left for a moment here, but uh, I can't even imagine dating. I mean, everything is so organized and planned. Like I have a run a show for everything. You know what I mean? Like we'll leave for the airport at 8.45. We should be arriving at this time. We'll go to this bar. We'll have this drink. We'll have, we'll go to our gate at this time. Like I'm crazy with schedules. Yeah. I'm surprised you and her don't get along like that. I mean, wouldn't that be the same thing in her case? Oh, no, she likes it still, but it's new enough, you know, <laughs> that um, I'd imagine at some point she's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> how about we play it by ear? Like if I go, I won't even go see a band if I don't know what the set times are. Like I won't go. It makes it oh, pisses me off. Dude, that reminds like, I, me. I got to know when they play. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I totally went on a mission. <laughs> Oh, man, Mike, if you're listening to this right now, I'm sorry if I'm totally letting you down, but uh, I totally didn't text him because it's just been insanity all week long. But I did at one point jump online on my phone trying because you uh, I had mentioned my brother's band and you were like, yeah, dude, let me know when they're playing and whatever. And um, the last thing, the most dated thing I could find was um, was from 2017. I'm like, dude. Like, what happened to the band? Now I'm, like, super curious, right? So I'm just, like, waiting for that moment, you know, like, that I could bring that up. Like, bro, what happened? I got you a fan, and now, look, you break out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Is it? Was he just in a standard punk band? Because I think you mentioned he was religious. Is it a religious punk band? Mm, well, okay, kind of. Like, it's... It's weird. I don't know how to categorize it because I don't. I don't think like that. Um, but it's like it acts like a, a legit punk band. He sings like a legit punk band, but the lyrics, even though they're not blatantly obvious uh, to being religious, like you can kind of tell. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, like the band Lighthouse was like that, or uh, or Lifehouse, or um... right. Uh, there's been a couple bands jars of clay that was another one yeah jars of clay was like that yeah yeah Yeah, so it's like that but punk i mean punk it's just like whenever i hear like you know christian metal or christian punk it was like it it just seems like anger and christian don't go well together and those two (laughs) genres of music really embrace it like i mean you can be mad (laughs) at the devil but for how many fucking songs <laughs> exactly, and he doesn't do that actually. Uh, since we're bringing it that direction, I will give him credit on that because it's like uh, some of his songs, um, they are about different things, you know, like um, certain thoughts in your head, and you know, more specific than just the devil, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd figure it'd be because <laughs> punk songs are also like a minute, so you'd have like sixty songs about. And like, I don't, barely anyone's going to argue with you that the devil's bad. Right. <laughs> like people are going to mostly like totally off topic and then we'll come back a great. Uh, so we went over some last podcast, the singer of the band I was in is 
a pretty famous, successful comedy writer. And we were talking about once and he was saying it's so hard to write comedy. And I'm like, why? You know, like comedy's easy. Like just make a guy fart and then everyone giggles, right? It's super easy. It's like, he's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he always says his house is the house that fart jokes built. But um, <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> but he's like, is true, James Hetfield like, like pissed about that? <laughs> yeah. But he's like, think about, um, you know, like these, he's like, comedy is super subjective. His first movie is called Never Been Thawed. It's hilarious. It actually makes fun of Christian bands as part of one of the main themes of the movie. Um, this guy is in a punk band. They realize they're not making any money. Christian bands are making all the money. They convert into um, a, like a punk Christian band. So they just change the words. So like they change, like, I don't know, you have to see it. It's <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to have to check so, that out. It's really great. And I, I don't, it's probably on Amazon. It used to be on Netflix, but um, but he made it himself. And it, and it got just panned at like every film fest he was taking it to, right? Because it was filled with like fucking butt jokes and like, and it's it's also like some really good comedy themes, but also like some really immature shit. And you know, at the film festivals, they hate all that stuff. So he's like, yeah, man, I don't know. But you know, then Hollywood saw it was like, we love this shit, you know, like, you can sell this. <laughs> But he said, you know, so you write these jokes and you think they're funny. Well, it gets out in the world and it's totally subjective. Like everyone has different senses of humor. It's not the same. He's like, now start a movie, like fade in. And someone just puts a gun to a baby's head and pulls the trigger. That gets the same reaction on some level from everybody. That's terrible. You know, And he's like, so writing horror and stuff is like pretty easy. Like the same shit scares most people, you know, I mean, the same. And, you know, like dramedies or, you know. love stories they just work the same theme over and over work comedy i never really thought about it until then is probably one of the most adventurous genres because it's the only one that gets recreated you know think of from whatever to beavis and butthead to south park to you know simpsons i mean how it's just constantly evolving yeah there's Um, so many different things that can make people laugh i never really thought about it like that before that's crazy and then when i think you know like uh we were texting earlier about and my one of my favorite two shows in the world, Letter Kenny. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, coming <laughs> off of like my love of Trailer Park Boys, like I've flown to a foreign country to see the Trailer Park Boys do their show and stuff. I mean, I love really, them. oh, love them, love them. Well, <laughs> foreign country, Canada, it's like nine miles from me, but you know, still <laughs> counted for me. I was living in LA at the time because they weren't on in America yet, like, and the the old singer in my band told me about him and I watched him like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And that show gets, you know, kind of dark and pretty weird. And I thought, has this ruined me? Am I going to be able to laugh at anything softer than this <laughs> again? And then letter Kenny is significantly softer. Although they get the, oh, the little super soft, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, then I, I don't know if I love it as much or more. I don't know. I trailer park boys ended not in a way that I liked, but I'm going to see Letter Kenny. I don't know if they're coming up by you, but um, they're, the whole live cast is coming down here in April. I'm super pumped. Like those guys really? are just, and they're a great example of, I don't know how you'd, you'd have to go for a lesser character, but you'd, they'd be ones to get on your podcast just because it's oh, so, God. two guys started a Twitter account, right? <laughs> and it make, making, you know how it started, right? No, I, 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 okay, don't hate me. Please don't hate me. Like the only reason I got into Letterkenny is because my friend uh, got me into it. <clears throat> His name's Nate. 
uh, Nate got me into it because I, I came to I, I came to work one day and he just started speaking this different language and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, the, yeah, 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 I haven't heard a letter Kenny at this point. And uh, he told me about it, and I go home, and I just binge watch it. And I'm just hilarious, absolutely hilarious. One of the most hilarious things I've ever watched. And uh, one of my favorite things was their cold opens. Their cold opens, I oh, I love best. them. Yeah, absolutely. Such great work. For um, anyone that hasn't seen it, watch episode one, season one. And if after the cold open, after two minutes, if you're not laughing your ass off, one, you're a horrible person with no sense <laughs> of humor, and don't watch any more of it. But if you're laughing, it's like you're in for a lot of that. I mean, it's so immature, but also so well written and timed. And like it's so this is how they made it was Jared Kiso and his buddy started this anonymous Twitter account called Letterkenny Problems where they basically bitch about small town <laughs> life problems in a small town. And it, they were, I can't remember the town they were actually making fun of. Yeah, because Letterkenny's fictional, isn't it? Yeah. And I forgot that there is a town that it's like based on. But um, so, it, you know, people around Canada started following this site because it was pretty funny and stuff. And Jared Kiso was already an actor. And so it's him and Glenn, the gay pastor. They're the two that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And like another guy, too, or something. But uh, so they then they made these videos and you can find them on YouTube from before it was a TV show. They just made like little short, like the cold opens. They made these little videos and um, started posting them on YouTube and stuff. And it got really popular, you know, and people were like, this shit's funny. Then they started meeting. I, I heard an interview with them and it was it was pretty great because. He was sort of sick of Hollywood and didn't want to live there because acting in Canada is a very different occupation than it is in America. There's not TMZ. There's not like whatever, unless you move to America. And Canada puts out great fucking television. And about the only socialist idea I've ever heard that I love is that like they control how much um, Canadian entertainment Canadians get. Like Canadians have to be entertained with Canadian shit, right? You can't just play all American bands. You have to mix in Canadian bands. It's the law. Oh, really? Like legit the law? (laughs) Yeah. But then they also fund a lot of productions and fund a lot of things. And um, so I don't know if they got funding or whatever. But so they started going around. Crave is the company that that started with them. And and they basically, they told everyone they wanted to be able to use the C word, right? Which I think they only (laughs) used once. But... And they weren't going to, you know, they just didn't want to be censored. They wanted to let the show go wherever it was going to go if they were going to get to make it. And the people at Crave were like, yeah, whatever. Like, we don't care. The shit's great. Like, you know, obviously don't just come out yelling it for an entire episode, but, you know, have fun with it. And and then that's sort of how it came to be. But, I mean, I, I love that, that like just to, you know, it's like you doing this podcast. You don't know what it could be. And there's so many people, like as a total compliment to you, that don't try shit ever. And I fucking hate that. You know, like I have tried so many different things and failed. And it's like, okay, you know, I try. Like I made a net, uh, pilot for Food Network. You know, I mean, why would I do that? Makes no sense. I've never worked as a chef. I've never wanted to be on screen acting or anything, you know, but I saw an opportunity. I'm like, fuck it. Like, here, somebody give me some money. And they did. And I went and did it. 
and it never aired. <laughs> but oh man, you know, I had my own barbecue sauce out. I mean, oh, I'm tooting my own horn right now, but dude, I, that was one of the things she texted me: rock and roll barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some of my company, and I like I how defeated that my, response was. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was. I won the Michigan State Championship one year for barbecue. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I have barbecue trophies, and like, I mean, it, it's funny, and it's just a hobby I developed <laughs> more later in life. But I, so like, badass. I think we were talking about this last. Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try my hardest. You know, and uh, I really wasn't a fan of Kobe Bryant as a person or an athlete or anything, but I was a fan of his work ethic and the way he (laughs) talked about hard work, you know, and like in America, I feel like that shit's just dead. And there's no like you doing this podcast to me is amazing. Like I told you, I had an idea similar to it years ago that I wanted to do and, and just I knew I didn't have the time, but. You oh, know, maybe we should talk a little pe- bit more business. Getting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people that, that just don't, they're like, oh, there's nothing for me or it's too closed off. I mean, Sean making movies. I mean, he moved to Phoenix, made a movie for $65,000 of his own money. And now Whoa. he's worth tens of millions of dollars. You know, 65K, and, huh? Yeah. You know what that reminds made- me of? That reminds me of, oh, God, what was that movie? Clerks. Uh, no, 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 clerk. Oh, funny story about clerks. Oh, I'm just totally gonna get derailed. Um, last, not this, not yesterday, but last Thursday, um, we went to go see Kevin Smith. Um, oh, nice! And he Do his was podcast or just a talking gig? No, uh, he's doing because uh, you've heard of the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he took it on the road, so he's actually doing like uh, he's appearing for uh we thought he was just gonna sit as like a panel and you know everybody would have some q a they would talk about the movie blah 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 uh but we actually got to watch the movie my god the cameos in that are insane absolutely insane oh you know who's in there do you you remember (laughs) why am i even asking do you remember uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead Oh yeah, yeah. The dishes are done, man. Dude, he's in there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, but um, I remember at the end, uh, he did like a Q and A, and a bunch of people lined up on each side of the stage, and um, they got really irritated because he spent probably about an hour, hour and a half doing Q and A, but in that hour, hour and a half, he only got to five people. So there were obviously there was a bunch of people lined up and you could see like I was up on the balcony. So you could see like a couple of them were getting like super irritated, but I just can't help but thinking like every question that he answered, like people had like basic questions um, that they would lead into. And he would give this just complete genuine response about uh, that would just lead into this elaborate story. And my God, he had some good stories, but. I just remember looking at those people being like, oh, dude, don't be irritated. Like, he, he's passionate about this, man. He, he loves this so much. Like, don't don't rob him of that. You know? Yeah, he's a good example, too. I mean, I think his love of things, um, I I don't know him, never met him. I'd heard he was kind of a dick, but I... I <laughs> Seriously? I, yeah, I'd, I'd heard some stories about him, but, you know, nothing horrible. Not like Louis C.K. horrible or anything. Oh, um, right. <laughs> and he... So I was doing a thing for the movie, The Rocketeer, right? It was like an anniversary thing. I loved that movie as a kid, man. <laughs> and so he introduced it at 
or he had something to do with it at Disney's theater um, in Hollywood. And so he was there for the anniversary of it, whatever. So I think I was stage managing that one. So I'm trying to think of a reason to kind of talk to him a little bit, you know, and he's taking direction from me, you know, I'm like, okay, we need this, this, we're doing rehearsals. And um, somebody, he was talking about the Muppets to somebody that I wasn't, I was out of earshot for. And they said, oh, Travis worked on, they pointed at me and said, he worked on both Muppet movies. And so all of a sudden I turn around and he, he's like, has a million questions for me. Like he's totally excited <laughs> to talk to me. So my, you know, I probably talked to him for 20 minutes and yeah, I mean, he didn't give a shit about talking about himself. He was just like, just had all these questions about how, how do they do this or how do they do that? You know? And, and I walked away, I'm like, hey, fuck, everyone said something mean about this guy. I can't hate someone that loves the Muppets <laughs> as much. You know? right, right. As much as me, like that was my probably my greatest job ever. I mean, that's insane to think of growing up watching something and then working with, and it's the same people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the most part. So, you know, it was, it was killer. But I was like, yeah, I'm kind of cool to Kevin Smith right now. And then I was thinking, well, he probably could have been in that movie if he would have made a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. It, but yeah, we oh, we derailed that one. But yeah, going back Big to time. I mean, he made Clerks with his own money. Clerks is incredible. And um, I think probably the best thing he ever made. In my oh, opinion. But, God, yeah. You know, it's that... People like that just amaze me. I mean, like we were talking about being in a band. You better believe that your shit is good and worth it, worth every penny you have. Like you're buying the best gear you can buy or you're buying, you're just, you're believing in yourself to the point where it hurts. And that's almost everyone's backstory who's amazing, right? They gave up a lot to get there, you know? I mean, right. you know, of course there's nepotism and shit like that sometimes, but the really great stories, people got there on their own, or, you know, with their close group of friends and they had, they just believed. I mean, I just never, I haven't met like a rock star that's like, man, eh, I was kind of hoping maybe it'd work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said that in the last episode. We talked about that. You were, you passionately believed that you were going to make it. Yeah. And, and, and that could bring us around to imposter syndrome. And then I think oh, yes. you hit, you hit that certain level, you know, in anyone's career. I mean, I, now that I, I mean, this is a new, uh, I'm making the quote science disease. I recently found out about, um, <laughs> a mental condition, <laughs> but <laughs> called imposter syndrome. And I started talking about it with my friends and, you know, I, there's two kinds of my friends. I have some cocky motherfucking friends that just love it. Are like, dude, I'm the best lighting guy in the business. Like, Oh, hands maybe down, not. <laughs> I'm the best. So they're like, I don't feel that way, you know? And sometimes I, you know, and then I have other friends. I brought it up when I was in Dubai. I was sitting around with these guys drinking, and I said, "Man, I how the fuck did I get here? Like, I don't. I feel like I skipped some shit. Like, I almost feel guilty about it. Or like, do I know what I'm doing? You know, one, one guy's just like, dude, you you do. You got here. You know what I mean? This wasn't a fucking accident. This wasn't like they took an ad out in the paper. I'm like, I know, but I can't help but feel like maybe." there's better people for the job or something, or, you know, was people just not available or, you know, and, and then I realized, and like, I really started thinking about it. Like, I think I have, you know, reading about it and stuff. And I guess it's popular with millennials. Great. But, uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I uh, but I mean, to a certain degree, like I really obsessed over it for a couple of days thinking about it. And I'm like, man, is, you know, like, do I, 
do I have this or is it like legit? Like I don't belong here. Like I got to sort this out because I'll obsess over some shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Once you were being way too self-critical <laughs> in my brain. I came out and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it was a smart move because, I mean, I'm sure you've made a lot of people happy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, you're always, if you're, if you're doing well in your career, you're usually acting in some capacity a little bit out of your depth, I think, you know, and, and you're learning. And the reason that you were put in those positions is because you're able to learn and people believe he'll be fine. He's got the background. You know what I mean? Any challenge that comes up, he'll solve this problem. And, you know, and that's a good thing. But I mean, with this podcast, like you're at a point, like you're laughing where, you know, it's like, I say, I enjoyed being on or, or Jason is a uh, listener, <laughs> hopefully a fan <laughs> soon, but yeah, you know, at, at some it. point, you know, my friend, Greg Barrett had a really successful podcast, you know, and, and he was, and he had a, a talk show at one point and he wrote a really successful book called, he's just not that into you that they turned into a movie. And, he, and he's had a lot of, success Oh my God. Life, yeah. But, with Julia, uh, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Who, he only, he sold the rights to the movie for a shit ton of money. And then he was the, or like the priest in one scene and he consulted on the script. Drew Barrymore's company. <laughs> no kidding. It, so. Wow. Oh, yeah. he, he, had, he had a banner year when that book broke and he went on Oprah coupled with selling the movie rights, coupled with the tour that he did. Did I send you the metal band I was in? Uh, no. The children's metal band. The, oh, hold on. The oh, children's God. metal band? No. Yeah. It was, it was, it was going to try to be for, oh yeah, I, I think I did. Cause it was with uh, Brendan Small from Metalocalypse. Oh um, so, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you did. that, ba that band, Greg Barrett started it. Um, and he's like, hey, let's put together this band. And I called Brendan and Robbie, the guy we were talking about earlier, that was Cousin Oliver, and, he, and my friend Jeff Caudill, who was a singer of a pretty influential um, pop punk band of the early 90s, still plays, called Game Face. A lot of people don't know him, but I mean, they heavily influenced bands like Jimmy World and stuff like that. So we put together kind of this super group of people that no one knows, right? But it was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. But cut, cut to a year. So we filmed a thing for Comedy Central. We were on Comedy Central at the end of Greg's special. And it, it well, that's actually a funny story. We didn't film it for Comedy Central. Comedy Central ended up airing it. Um, it was sold for a DVD. My contract and Brendan's contract never said, ne we never gave up TV rights, which is totally standard. So by the time they'd aired it like 20 some times, they had to pay me for every time they aired it instead of it being under the contract. So <laughs> no way. I, I got this awesome <laughs> surprise check. It wasn't like a million dollars or anything. It was like 20 grand or something. But, you but know, still, it's nice yeah, to, that's, that's a nice thing to get in your mailbox randomly one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Warner Brothers called and they're like, hey, you know, we fucked up. Like, you're going to get this check. I'm like, <laughs> I'm why surprised do you sound so sad anything. about this? That's, that's What's that? I'm surprised they said anything. I'd have been like, well, let's keep going and let's see. No. I think my manager caught it and was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, like this is on TV. And he looked at the contract and he was the same manager that was handling Brendan. But then a year later, you know, so Brendan, he had this uh, cartoon called Home Movies. I don't know if you remember that. Another guy fucking works harder than anyone I know. Gets this show on the, on, it was like on, oh, what was that called? Like UPN or that weird network that tried to start years ago and no one gave a shit about it was, it was on some network and then it went to um, adult swim on cartoon network and it was doing really well. And then it was over and he calls me one night 
And we had just filmed this rock band thing we did. And he is an insane guitar player. Short hair, short blonde hair. Like you would never think he's a metal guy. And he is the <laughs> metalist of guys. Nice. And he's like, hey, I have this idea for a show. Like, what does this premise do for you? And he's like, it's about this Swedish death metal band that's like the most popular thing the world has ever seen. <laughs> and then they're going to like take over and fly around in this spaceship. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I go, I don't know. Home movies was so good. It was like just about this kid that made movies and he was, had a single mom and it was like a really funny show and uh, really well written and everything. And he's, super <laughs> it goes kid. from kid movies to metal oh, yeah. Swedish band with UFOs. <laughs> That's a leap. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man, but I mean, I've never made a successful show and you have. So, uh, you know, I'd watch it if you make it. Then he <laughs> spreads the idea around on the first episode. He has like James Hetfield is one of the voices. No way. And that that cartoon was like the number one cartoon on Adult Swim for a while. And <laughs> he, he made the band from the cartoon into a real band because he wrote all that music. And Yeah, my nephew friends. was heavy into that. I remember him oh. watching that shit, and I was like, wow, what's that? Yeah, his band Death Clock. Right Again, how mm -hmm. are you going to tour a cartoon band? Right. To, he's on tour with <laughs> Iron Maiden and gets named best guitarist in the world by Guitar Player Mang. <laughs> God, there's so much of this. I hope my nephew listens to this right now. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, and then, you know, and then I, I told him, he's like, did you see that shit? Like, he couldn't even believe he got number one you know, <laughs> guitar player in the world. And I'm like, dude, I don't even care. I just like going around telling people I was in a band with the guy, a children's death metal band that was, you know, a precursor to this. You know, like I actually have stood on stage with that guy and played. And, <laughs> But oh, that guy too, insane. like the, the amount of effort he put into Metalocalypse and selling Cartoon Network on it, because they're like, what in the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> you just give me money for two episodes. You know, we'll, you know, we'll animate it cheap. Like, we'll do whatever. Like, trust me, like, people are going to love this shit. And people loved it. Oh, you know? yeah. And, that thing is and huge. He was, he was right. And I really doubt if anyone along the way told him it was good. I think he just believed it, kept asking people. Everyone kept saying, this is stupid. And he just kept going, you know, and that was Sean did that with never been thought. And, you know, I'm, you know, when podcasting even was super new, I remember trying to get Greg to do it back then. And he was like, I don't see a future in it. And I'm like, dude, it's the it. If I had anything to talk about, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I was going to do a food one and I had one lined up where I was going to interview famous chefs. That was at one point. But I'm like, this is like, you know, it's just it's going to take more time than I have. But I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm going to be really curious to see where yours goes. My friend Jackie Cation is a comedian. She's done a podcast for years that's fairly successful. I mean, there's, you know, it takes a while to proliferate. But I think the big thing is when people find your podcast, like you were saying, like you get popular and then people go back. That's people don't want to really latch on at the front of a podcast because people like to binge oh, yeah. it. And stuff, you know, so once you develop more and more of a history, I think it even makes it cooler and cooler people can start at the beginning and kind of hear you get better at it yeah so you can definitely hear that shit i mean if you listen to this episode and then right after this episode you go to our episode of first my fucking god is there a difference but i'm not gonna lie man there's there's like a like halfway through well, when i say halfway through like about six eight months ago i was feeling really defeated there's like a there's a point where i stopped in like august and i started recording again in like november October, November, something like that. 
and I got super defeated because I felt like I was like 10 years late, if that makes any sense. And eventually it got to a point where it's like, okay, I have a real opportunity here to pick back up on this and, you know, don't fuck around, don't quit, just keep, keep going. And, um, yeah, that's when I just, I, I kind of pushed myself a little harder and, uh, got back into it and I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to that point, man. I mean, if I could honestly, if I could do this for the next 20 years full time, I would be in heaven. Like I, oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Totally. I mean, it's so great just talking to people. And you know, what's great about yours is like, you know, if you hopefully I can help you get like some names because that'll help draw some people to your podcast. But I think you know I've listened to some of the Jessica Vines one, and you know I've listened to bounced around in my dog walks on a few just you know hearing you know I mean, <laughs> you're you. good at adapting to what people are talking about and and uh i was listening to one of you and like your old buddy that you installed cable with and like you guys had me like i'm like <laughs> all right i gotta hear about this dead cat thing or whatever. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh shit i gotta write that down i don't think that's on the list of what the dead cat thing yeah, well, there's a very specific dead cat story. Andy, if you're oh. listening right now, I can't believe you didn't think of that. There's a very, very, very specific one that got me on the front page of Reddit. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. I know, right? I was so. It was funny because this was like, we're talking back like, what, uh, 2008, 2009? No, 2012. Something like that. It was it was a long fucking time ago, and I, at that moment, my girlfriend was like, "You should really post that because she's the one that got me into Reddit." Well, we're not together anymore, but um, bitch, uh, <laughs> uh, she's the one that got me into Reddit, and she was like, "No, you should totally do it." Do you know what a cake day is? Have you ever heard of a cake day? No. It's like it's like your anniversary of your Reddit account when your Reddit account was created. They call it a okay. cake day. So basically, if you post something, the, the the running theme is that if you post something on your cake day, you get this little blue cake icon, and people just upvote. You, you could post absolutely anything, and people will just fucking upvote it because it's like, oh, it's his cake day. Here, have an upvote. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then it'll get you on the front page if it's something you know even remotely interesting. So. I'm not. I'm sorry, bro. I cannot talk about this on your episode. I have to save this for a hand. Oh no, save it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're planning on doing uh, episode three of that after this one. Um, no, but uh, but yeah, I he's probably listening to this right now. Like, oh, you dumb shit. How could you forget that? But hey, right back at you. How could you forget that? <laughs> uh, but those. I mean that. People will kindly say, like you had said, Jason told you I had the best stories. And I I know I do well at a party. I've got some good stories, but <laughs> you have amazing then when stories. people are like, Oh, you're you're it's so lucky that and I'm like, you know what it is? Exposure to strangers. I'm constantly in rooms filled with strangers. And that's, that's awesome. when the magic shit happens, you know, like your funny story. Like it's that's out of your world. So you're going to see these things you don't normally see. And then your perception of them, you know, if you think they're funny, they turn into good stories. And mm -hmm. if someone else was there, it might not even be that funny. You know I mean? I'm sure I have lame stories that involve like, is somebody noteworthy? So it would be a good story to somebody else, you know, or something just right. because of my proximity to that person, or, you know, they'd be interested in hearing the story. But yeah, I mean, I love 
I love being around strangers. I don't like talking to them particularly, <laughs> you know, unless I'm unless I'm working. But uh, and see, I'm the opposite. I can talk to anybody. Like everybody that knows me knows that uh, all those awkward situations that come with like, oh, dude, just go talk to her. Just go talk to her. Like I got no problem rolling up on somebody. Like, what's up? How's it going? You know, and <laughs> and, and I I think I'm that way because like that's why I'm having so much fun with with you on this is because. I love a good story. I mean, I if you have a good story, I'm out. And, ooh, dog's got to go. Oh, that's it. Whole podcast is ruined, Travis. That's it. <laughs> We're deleting it all. We got to start all over again. <laughs> what kind of dog she's do you got? A rat terrier. She's a mini, so she's pr- a pretty small rat terrier. What's your dog's name? Lucy, I, which I thought was incredibly inventive <laughs> when I named her. That. I named her after the girl on Trailer Park Boys. And, uh, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, every fucking dog I meet now is named Lucy. (laughs) Oh, my God. The irony of that is great. (laughs) It was horrible. Uh, Horrible, like uh, living on refried bean burritos in the early 90s and uh, with Budweiser. Oh, no. There's no Budweiser involved in this, but I I take it. It's funny because Kelly just walked back in the door. So the fact (laughs) that you brought it back around. Kelly, you and I are going to get it on uh, or get along famously. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think you would. She she knows I love to embarrass people, so she would for me. But the bean burritos, they weren't even always bean burritos. Like I I developed this Bisquick. Bisquick? Did you say Budweiser or Bisquick? Oh, she texted me Budweiser. Did autocorrect just kick Kelly's oh. ass? I sure hope so. Autocorrect and turned it into Budweiser. So, I no, I would take that. Did I read uh, that wrong? Hold on. I have to go back and look, man. Did I? Nope. She got screwed over by autocorrect. It says Budweiser. Oh, no. And and I don't even know. It, I don't think it was Bisc. No. So, I'd buy like the um, the tins. This again, playing in a band, not having the time in a day to have a job so you have to live your life accordingly so i would get cans of refried beans and then i would wrap it in that like you know those tubes of dough that you buy in the cold section and then you like pop it open <laughs> no like, way. I'd, I'd make i mean i eat this every day i would eat oh my god the pillsbury the things yeah they were like what are those, what are those called the italian things uh, uh the croissants <laughs> well yeah but the, the, what are the italian things called the like not pierogi, not pierogies. It's like the pocket, like a oh, uh, oh god, what the fuck? Uh, damn it, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, cannolis. Is it a colon? No, cannoli. Pisto, not pistones. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, like a breaded thing, and then there's like pizza shit in the middle. It's like a wrapped up pizza. Um, oh, calzones. calzones. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically ate Mexican calzones like every single day. Like with just. <laughs> And then I, I love spicy calzones. food, but the guitar player was just a freaking dick in my band. He would eat all my food. So I'd make these things and I would just load them with so much like habanero peppers <laughs> that I could take, but it wasn't even good if I did it, but he had a stomach problem, so he couldn't eat them. So oh. he'd just be pissed because he knew they were just like you too spicy. dick. <laughs> but he wouldn't make his own. And they cost, we always had this deal at this grocery store by our house. It was like two cans of refried beans for a dollar. And then the that dough was like a dollar, and you could eat those. So I could eat on like two dollars a day oh, with those things. If I just ate it for all meals. Oh my! And then God. being in a band, the great thing is you drink for free every night. So uh, right, like, <laughs> my my cost of living was really inexpensive. I'm a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie. You learn great things in a band. Like I became a master of making ramen or macaroni and cheese and coffee makers and hotels. 
We used Hold to on. make back that up. <laughs> <laughs> back that up. You can't just say you cannot say some shit like, "Oh, I used to make mac and cheese and coffee makers." That's like saying, you know, I went in to get my taxes done, and for some reason, my IRA account just wasn't depositing enough. So anyway, long story short, I'm fighting off five years in prison. Like you can't make that leap, man. You got to explain how you make mac and cheese in a fucking coffee maker now. I bet you could Google it, but this was pre-Google, so we <laughs> either another band told us how to do it or we figured it out on our own. But um, yeah, you just put the noodles in. You know, you run the water hot, basically boil the noodles in the pot, and you just strain it out in the sink with like paper towels or whatever. You put it back in the little craft and mix in all the shit. <laughs> and then ramen is obvious. That one's easy. The, I thought the better one oh, is you make you you go on tour and you'd make. Um, bean burritos and then regular bean burritos and then you wrap them in foil but when you were hungry or when you knew you were going to want to eat in like a half hour or so you'd pull the van over and you'd stick them in the engine block oh like my the foil, god that's amazing and just like, it, heat them up on the engine and then when you've got <laughs> go to the next gas station you crack them open boom bean burrito oh my god that's amazing i love it <laughs> Did uh, I can't remember what episode it's in, but I did talk about how I used to make ramen burritos all the time. Did you ever get to that one? No, but that sounds amazing. Oh, I, I learned, dude. I figured out how to make like ramen buns at one point, like so I could, you know, make sandwiches ramen with buns. the noodles as buns, like where you <laughs> bake them later and get them hard again. Oh my God, that's <laughs> awesome. No, when I was, uh, when I was like 14, 15, um, I would like, dude, I remember me saying before I was a little bastard. I used to just like disappear for like three, four days. Um, but before I would go, like my mom and my sister were like huge fans of ramen. So what I would do is I would take uh, bag ramen, mind you specifically. Um, I would take one of the bags and I would crush up all of the noodles until they were all just, you know, um, like just short little pieces. And you take out the flavor packet, uh, but then you carefully open... Uh, just one end without tearing it and you heat up some water and you pour some water in it until the water just comes up to the edge of the noodles and you just sprinkle in just like a little bit of the flavor packet and then you roll that up uh, as like you know like a burrito wrapping and then you take a towel and you roll it up super tight and you let it sit for like two three minutes and all the noodles soak up uh, the water and you just you grab the bag and you go and then as you're going you can tear the plastic bag uh, down like you would like a aluminum foil uh, burrito like at Chipotle you can tear the bag like that shit and just eat it and all the noodles noodles will be stuck together <laughs> I used to do that all the freaking time man it's like that's like a way bastardized uh Frito pie. Sort of thing. <laughs> exactly, dude. It was so terrible. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, oh, the the ingenuity of young poor people is amazing. Oh, yeah. And then again, to start up the bag on the <laughs> millennials and stuff, I I feel I don't know that it's you know different from Generation X to millennial. I don't know what you tip or are technically considered. I don't know. I'm a '90s kid. That's what I keep telling myself. Like I'm. Yeah, I was like, I want to say Gen X, but I'm not sure. I, I feel like like somebody posted a meme, and I don't remember what it said, but it was basically like. Poor kids today are never going to understand that, like, one of the funnest games you can play is just throwing rocks at each other or something, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, in the 80s, like, it was like, and I've seen comedians make the joke, like, if you had a stick, 
Like you had, if you had a good stick, like other kids are like, that's pretty good fucking stick. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because we didn't, I mean, you know, Atari was out, you know, maybe Nintendo, we'd gotten that far by the time I graduated high school. But I mean, I graduated in 91. So, and I wasn't, like I was born pretty poor and was doing pretty well by the time I, well, I wasn't, my parents were, um, because I had really young parents. So, as a kid growing up in Milwaukee, like, yeah, I had to figure out a toy. Like I would find a toy in the garbage of someone else's, you know, like walking down the alley and be like, Ooh, new toy. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if my parents hear this, I'm not saying you were bad. parents. I'm just saying, no, he's I not. I will vouch. Toys. I will vouch. My parents were like poor, even though my parents had good jobs, I was poor as fuck too. And there, yeah, there was nothing wrong with that. You just, I don't know how to describe it. You just knew how to have fun while you were poor. You don't you don't have to have but then again, as a kid, your imagination is a very valuable tool to But have yeah, fun. but now you know, parents can just put an iPod in, or an iPad and iPod that the kids don't even know what that is. An iPad in front of <laughs> a kid and, and they you know, it, that'll be their babysitter. I, like with my brother, I right. think you know, my, my my brother's doing really well for himself and makes a lot of money and um, lives in like a 5,000 square foot house in Minnesota. This is nuts. But, you know, grow, he's oh, growing up better than, you know, we were living. Is that with the cat picks? That was actually, yeah, you right. totally segued into the next thing on her list. <laughs> Just, yes. So my brother, and we'll get into the cat picks, but he, um, you know, he... One time call me because, you know, with the ease of Amazon and shit, I was sending my nephews just presents all the time. You know, like have a couple drinks and you're floating on Amazon. I'm like, look at this shit. This is fun. <laughs> like send it to my nephew. You've so been there. And he called me and he's like, dude, I'm trying so hard not to raise spoiled brats. Like, you know, and you just can't give them everything. Like, I just <laughs> couldn't believe how our life got from where we started to him calling me and saying, don't buy my children more presents. But he's like, there, it's difficult, you know, because his house is probably bigger than his friend's houses. And How many things kids like does that. he have? And my brother doesn't want, he has two. Two, and you don't have any? I have none. That I know of, no. Oh, like, dun dun. <laughs> I have none. And uh, yeah, rumor cast gets popular and all of a sudden three girls call like, yeah, Travis, <laughs> remember that episode? <laughs> no, 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 I know of. Still, no, none of them had babies. Nine months. I wasn't a good sleeper around her, so like I pretty much know them all. <laughs> like, See, my thing was like, I would I would latch onto a girl. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I have this funny thing. Oh, I'm gonna make myself sound super fucking terrible right now. Um, I have this thing where it's like I will I will just do like a friends with benefits thing, right? Where it's like zero obligation, all of the benefit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had I have like these rules, like rule number one, like we're not obligated to each other. So if you like go and fool around with somebody else, you're never going to fucking hear shit from me at all. Uh, but rule number two, if you do that, I need to know about it. <laughs> uh, and honestly, the only reason I had that second rule is for medical reasons, man. We live in a world where it's like STDs are kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, don't get there. Rule number three, don't get pissed if I ask you to go take a test. <laughs> you know? and, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's, you know, I, 
after a, basically a 20 year relationship, uh, becoming single at around 40 something, you know, Ooh. was like kind of wild. Right. Cause I, right. I knew I was good, but you know, I, I'd been so out of touch with what dating was like or anything, you know, it just, I had no idea how to approach it. Like, do you ask for somebody's papers? <laughs> you know, or like, <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Like, Where are your papers? <laughs> yeah. It just very just confusing. Gets, like, a relationship the... Gestapo over here. <laughs> <laughs> or even how to date. Because, you know, the last time that I had dated, uh, there was no online dating or anything like that. And then, you know, that seemed like what everyone was doing. And luckily... You know, right after becoming single, uh, my friend Robert that I came to Fargo with that I referenced in the last one, he called me up. And he's like, he was the best. He's like, I know what you're thinking. You're going to go on some website. Don't just don't do it. He's like, I'm telling you, he's like, all you got to be at our age, have a pretty good job. Don't be disgusting to look at and be kind of funny. If you got that, you can get you can get checks. He's like, trust me. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. the good ones too. Because he's well, like, you can know, pick man. and choose now. The good ones with kids. Does Kelly have kids? She does. They're, but they're grown. So. Okay. So I just got to wait another 10 years to find my Kelly and then we're good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I, <laughs> I, the funny thing with my girlfriend is that I had dated her uh, when I first moved to Arizona to be in a band. And uh, and messed it up like pretty badly. The same like, Kelly, back, yeah, back in like '94. No like fucking way, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tell it, me, I oh, am I even allowed it, to ask about the details of the story of how you completely fucked it over with Kelly? Oh no, no, it's just, she's well aware of what happened. So, um, <laughs> no, I I moved from my hometown. My girlfriend didn't want to move. And, you know, we hadn't been dating that long or anything, but she was the love of my life. And I was just like, oh, I, you know, like this sucks. And came here, <laughs> met Kelly, started dating her. She was amazing. We dated for like eight months or something like that. And then my ex was like, you know what? I want to move to Arizona. And I, this is so horrible, but I was young. <laughs> I mean, this is a half a lifetime ago. I had planned to move move my other girlfriend in but i couldn't tell kelly because i was happy you know whatever. oh no way and she found out <gasps> that my ex was moving there so the last time we talked until we talked this year was uh she her throwing her keys at my head and then, oh the, did she connect and, yeah yeah right in the head i think i i might have a scar like a yeah, tiny, a girl tiny yeah well the funniest thing was then she went back to her car and uh but i had her keys because they flew up my head so. <laughs> oh shit how awkward is that you just get done fucking just whooping some ass you know, i, I, I kind of need those <laughs> yeah that's totally what it was like and fuck you. sorry and then uh, and then it was you know rough it was it was not good mm -hmm. and um she was friends with everyone in the music scene and we were still relatively new to it and oh, it, you know it's we were just talking about the other night her night like it damaged she didn't know which friends really sort of honored their friendship and sort of were like hey dude we can't really be your friend for a while <laughs> we gotta hold on <laughs> and there were people that were oh, and then shit. somewhere along the line we became facebook friends you know like 
many years later. And then when you're never, a little older and a little wiser. Yeah. And we never really talked or anything, you know, on Facebook, you know, never, never any direct communication, maybe a like your thing here or there. And she's oh, very sure. not on Facebook very much, but you know, every now and then I'd see she likes something. It kind of made me smile. I hear you, total, girl. <laughs> she, she, she was the one that got away like a hundred percent. So, um, I was just like, Ooh. why did I do what I did? You know? And I, and I, I just sort of always kind of had that in my head or whatever, you know? And then, um, and then some reason she messaged me for something and then just ended up hanging out and it was like, you know, Ooh, I want to know what the move is. I want to know what the move was where you were like, okay, we need to quit fucking around. We need to do this. It, it was, uh, met. Well, she had messaged me. It wasn't to hang out or do anything. It was just like a, hey, like kind of how's it going? Like it wasn't even flirty. She like <laughs> definitely wasn't flirting with me. Like we've figured that out. And and then I just said like, hey, I'm going to this concert um, by a band. We're going to see them tomorrow night. But these, a band that we used to tour with and play with a lot. And I said, hey, they're, you know, they reunited after like 20 years or something. They're playing this show. If, if you want to go, like I'll be there. She was kind of like, all right, cool, you know, good to know. And that was cool the story, end of it. Bro. And I just thought like, meh, you know, like she probably won't show. But then secretly I was kind of like, I hope she does. Like I'd like to talk to her and like, you know, sort of make nice on a bad ending to yeah. the first yeah. day. 20 you years know, worth. <laughs> and in in no way thinking we would date again or that even being what I was hoping, like nothing. It was just like, it was literally just like, let's just, you know, like I kind of like to say I'm sorry, even after all these years, you know, oh. and and uh, went to the show and then it's my old buddy. So, you know, everyone's partying, we're having fun. And I was like, I'll, I'm going to get out of here, you know, get in an Uber and, and take off. And I was like, right then, like she walked up and just started talking and, you know, obviously didn't start dating right away. Right. But tell me about know? the kiss. That's what I want to know. Uh, it was you're later not... than that. It was. It wasn't then. <laughs> Come on, um, man. You're not dodging shit. Let's go. I want to hear about it. Oh, oh, that that's not on her list, is it? Because that's pretty good. Actually, like, it uh, wasn't. But uh, yeah, okay. no, we're gonna I, I go there. Be surprised because <laughs> she brought that up. No, because when I did uh, kiss her, I was like, "All right, now yeah, here we go." You know, and then uh, and she didn't do anything. Right? She just kind of stood there. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? She just kind of stood there, which yeah, is like, no. just is look at just I could I just have this image of Kelly now, just standing there smiling like that was pretty cool. <laughs> no, she didn't even say it was pretty cool. Like I was like, and then I now she's outside. I don't. I wish I could remember what she said. She remembers it. Damn it. Or, or what I said. I said something like <laughs> when she comes back in, you gotta ask her, man. We can't leave on a cliffhanger like that. Kelly. <laughs> She told me the other night, but what did I say when I kissed you and you didn't do anything? Are you like, that was a little awkward? Yeah, there you go. I said, that was a little yes. awkward. Yes. Oh, that is like one of the best things you can fucking well. say. That's what you said. That didn't go well. Or that didn't go well. That's what I said. She's awesome. I love this. So I was like, uh, 
okay, like that's not gonna like okay, you know, I misread this situation. Like I said, this wasn't like <laughs> right after it wasn't the night that we restarted talking. We just become friends, and right. I was working on a Christmas CD with all these old Tempe bands, and she was helping me and going to these meetings, and just because she knew these guys too, and um. Yeah, it was like it was a really spontaneous thing because I'd kind of just said like this isn't leaning towards dating. I don't know how I got the nerve to like. I'm not a first kisser. I'm always like, you better, you'd have to kiss me, right? Like, really? I, not oh, like, no, to- totally. I and applaud I, the confidence, I'll, sir. <laughs> it's but it's always just worked out. But it this time it wasn't. So I'm like, damn it! Like I kind of want to know, and um, yeah, and then. You know, it was really weird. And then, you know, come to find out later. I can hear it in your voice right now. That's so great. It was painful. But, you know, later now, I think she would tell you the same story I'm telling you is that she she actually did want me to kiss her. She just didn't think that I was going to. And so, and I did it at an awkward time. Like we were just talking about something. And I was like, now or never in my brain. Oh, that's so great. And then, and then, yeah, then cruelly, like she made me go for the second one too, you know, but it thrown out some more vibes over the time in between one and two. And, uh, you know, I felt a little more confident going in for number two, but was definitely happy that it was reciprocated. <laughs> it was like, Jesus. Cause I'm like, if she doesn't do this, I'm not going to be your fucking friend. Like now she's just <laughs> fucking with me for the, what I did to her 20 some years ago. <laughs> And she's going to be running around like, you are never going to believe what this fucker did. I know. know. (laughs) Wow. I've never, I've never told anyone else that story. So that's. Oh, yes. Nice. I got one of those golden stories. That's great. I love it. That is a good story, dude. I think I'm actually blushing right now a little bit, like in telling that story. Because it's a really, like, I'm very happy in with the way that my life is going right now, you know, and this has been a lot of fun and uh, promising and all that good stuff. And, you know, but it's like in anyone's life, what happened is we met at the wrong time, a hundred percent. She wanted to have kids. She wanted to get married. She wanted to do these things. I wanted to be a rock star, move to Hollywood, do the shit that it was never going to happen. That relationship then was going to end it was going to end with keys to the head one way or another right? like, it's just the way it was headed and it was very passionate and very fun but it was like it different things and then you know she got to be married and have kids and and do all that and that makes her really happy you know our kids make her very happy and stuff but i wasn't going to give her that and i was never my mom still laughs i when i was like 10 i was saying I'm never going to have kids. I've said that my whole life. I th- and I told you on the last podcast, I fucking hate kids. I hated kids when I was a kid. Like, they're the worst. And I just don't yeah, want them. I've got, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I don't want kids either. I'm good. So it's just like, I've always just known it and, you know, whatever. So, you know, getting to meet a second time or, get, you know, getting to spend time together and stuff. Uh, amazing. Because I got to do all of my dreams and she got to do all of hers. And now we're back here is two people that like the same stuff. You know, you don't change that. Your core stays the same, right? From right. Pretty much most people's like throughout your thing. So, 
you know, we basically still like the same music, same kind of humor. Like she loves Letter Kenny. I didn't surprise me when she. No way, bro. She's a rare breed. You got to hang on to her. Oh, I know. And and most, <laughs> most things she likes or I like when we show each other, whether it's food or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, this is why we liked each other the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're rediscovering everything. But <laughs> I still have a, the dent in my head from the keys. <laughs> she did like that at least I wasn't just going around sleeping with a ton of women. Like, I basically <laughs> dated a woman then for, like, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know. And so it wasn't like I just left for some floozy and then... It didn't work out, and then there were like hundred other floozies, you know. Oh, sure, but I mean, there are certain circumstances that can drive your decisions in a certain way, and I fucking a man, I hate that cliche like "oh, life happens," but it's like, yes, okay, life happens, but everybody's got their own unique story on what happens, and this is perfect. Like, this is a perfect story. Like, you got twenty years ago coming back to be relived, and. Um, and under that. any, if someone would be telling me this story from the beginning, right? Like they were just in the first stages of it. I would say, don't do it, man. You can never go. Like, I love that expression. You can never go home because it's true, right? Like you just yeah. you can't go back or something. But I think in terms of this for me, because I'm going to make an excuse for it because I'm doing it, um, is it was just, it was like the one thing I regretted. You know what I mean? Like I really felt like, maybe I should have made different choices back then, you know, like it, or I should have seen the light or I should have, I should have, I shouldn't have done what I did. Not um, because it was mean to someone, but I shouldn't have done it to me. Right. Like I, I should have stayed with someone who's really great and um, just said, fuck off to the hometown girlfriend, you know, and like, don't need that in my life. And I've moved on and, and, and I did learn a lesson from it, even through that relationship. Like I, I always moved on after that. You know what I mean? I didn't go back. And so 20 years later, the first thing I go back to is funny is that thing that caused me to not go back to things. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and like my parent, my parents are thrilled. Like everybody, everybody loves her. They like her more than they like me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Why, hold on. Why did you make that leap? You both Why did I say they like her more than they like <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean it like in a funny way, but I. Oh, oh I was gonna say. <laughs> so I think, um, I think for my mom, it's it's fun. Uh, my uh, ex was horrible and uh, not friendly with my mom, so I think it's kind of fun for my mom to be friends with somebody. You know, like well, why they <laughs> vacationed with her now and they've had fun with her. And I mean, she's oh, a nice. super fun person. And it's not like, no, I'm, I didn't do the cliche thing that all my friends have done. Like, I'm, I'm outing her a bit, but she's like, oh, years yes. older than me, five years older than me. Like, so it's not. And I think I told you, it's just high school principal. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't do. Um, I don't, I work in a weird business where the, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to make bad female decisions that I've resisted. And I'm really happy. I did that to get what I wanted. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, I I'm totally blushing. Well, I can't believe I told you. <laughs> I fucking love every second of it. Oh, Kelly's my new best friend. Sorry, Travis. What is your therapy rate? 
Oh, she just walked through the room again. She'd be laughing if she heard all this. She'll eventually hear it. Oh, yeah, think, dude. She is 100%. I, think, I, I want you to tell her right now, well. we just told the whole backstory on you and her. And then, dude, that's a guaranteed listen on this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's at least one. And then that, it, I'm sure that because it's nice, she'll tell like a, her family and friends. And so you'll get some more of that one. I can't she'll wait. I can't wait. Oh, when, when I remember the first time we went out in public together after seeing each other at that thing, this uh, woman that was friends with us back then, girl, back then was our friend. And um, she just walked up and went, what the fuck? Because she knew how it ended. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was just like, if you could have seen the look on her face. Because it was like. Are they know, still friends? Is is Kelly and her still no. friends? No, 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 and and I had <laughs> only seen this woman a few times over the years, so it was, um, you know, I mean, at that time because we were a more prominent band, and like you know, the rumor mill went strong. Everyone kind of knew what happened, and and uh, I looked like a real, you know, dick in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, another woman to see her with me was just like. This is crazy. Oh, like, dude, I would have given anything to see the look on her face at that moment. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget. It was because we hadn't really thought about how anyone else would see it because, you know, we just hadn't, you know, obviously we don't have all the same friends we used to. And we've always been in the same friend group, though. Yeah. You know, but the, so the it was weird that we never ran into smaller. each other. What's that? The friend group keeps getting smaller <laughs> as you get older. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> For tons of reasons. But, I mean, we're still, like, close with a few people that, you know, are, are we – like, there's an annual Christmas party that um, this friend of ours has from a band called the Pistoleros. Amazing band, if you've never heard them. But uh, he's, like, oh, religious with throwing this party every year. And it's, like, she tries to go every year and I try to go every year. I went, like, twice and she's went three or more times. How are you connected? And what's that? The Pistoleros. How are you connected? We used to play with them all the time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And stuff. And and they're still like, they just got inducted into the Rock and Roll, Arizona Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Great band with a great backstory. My friend Thomas plays guitar for them. He's the best guitarist oh. that I've ever ever known in my life. I'm sorry to I mean, get derailed right no now. Call back. Rob again. Oh, you know, so I sent an email. And that's not his phone number anymore, which is why. I did oh, that. but boo. his his email didn't give me his new phone number, so I think he's done with me. <laughs> <gasps> no way! Are you serious? Well, I don't know, or maybe he just said, you know, whatever. <laughs> like he just said, he's like, oh, I got rid of that phone because somebody posted my number online. Oh so. bullshit! God, man, I hate how people are like that. Uh, whatever, he Rob. He but he didn't say, "Here's my new phone number." Yeah, rude. Oh, come on. Oh man! Seriously, I, bro. <laughs> I, want, I collect celebrity phone numbers, dude. You know it. what? It, <laughs> I never, I, I never call them, but I well, like. I was thinking them. to myself, like, okay, if Robin had actually answered that night, what would I have said? And I totally would have thanked Rob for giving me the keys to the kingdom on making out with girls from push like i mean if you wanted to make out with a girl you just put push on <laughs> it's like it was like the netflix and chill of the 90s for me man <laughs> there's like oh. it, the the age difference between us isn't that much as you get older but i think of like i remember 
right before playing with Matchbox 20 opening for them. Um, and they weren't big yet. You know, this is like before they'd made it. And the, the manager sent the CD and stuff. And I heard it. And I'm like, this band is so fucking good. Like, and that's kind of the music we were doing at the time. Again, not really what I was into, but like, I knew good. I you still know tell. good when I hear it, whether yeah. it's like, it's like for me or not. Like some shit's just not for me, but I know it's really magical. Right. Like L King. Do you know who that is? No. I listened to her and I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, she's a young, plump, blonde woman that just rips it up. And oddly, she's Rob Schneider's, the the actor. It's what? his daughter, but no she didn't way. grow up with him. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't oh. even know this. L King. Look her. Yeah, I can't remember what her big hit is, but it's she's badass. Oh, it's like that. I'll Google that and, shit right now. No, we need to get an answer on this because fuck man. Uh, oh, she is sassy, and if you say the name sassy. of her main song, I'll know it. But um, and you've heard it. Like when you hear it, you'll go, "Okay, I've heard that." But she you know, I hear oh, things like dude, that. You know who she looks like? She looks like well, at least from that picture, she almost looks like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she does kind of. Uh, and she, I mean, she's fun. She also co-hosted a catfish. Just saying. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Are you really going to call yourself out on that shit right now? Come on, man. I've seen I've seen every single episode. No ever. way. Have you ever yeah. met? Uh, what's his? Oh, dude. I always got a kick out of his name. What's his? Uh, Nev. Is Nev. it Nev? Yeah. Neve, I think. Oh, Neve. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I, I saw I saw the <laughs> prematurely gray-haired fellow in an airport one time. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't really like either one of them. I like... Where the it came from the early gray haired one. That is great. <laughs> I like the movie, the independent movie that Neve had made that launched the show Catfish about his own life, right? Like, because I don't know if you ever saw that documentary he made. It's I didn't amazing. even know about it. Oh, yeah. So he he had a catfish and he made a movie about it. Oh, about shit. him in the quest to find his own catfish. What's the name of and the movie? And then that Catfish is the name of oh, the movie. Oh, okay. It's great. It's great. It's really good because it's, you know, him without think of, he didn't have the producers and the show and all these technology He had nothing. He just went and like figured it all out, you know, and, and it gets to it and it's like this middle-aged woman and it wasn't what he thought and it turned into that show. So I started watching the show because the show is like, I'm going to be a dick right now. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> what? Who is it going to be? Like, is it going to be? Like, it's a guy, right? And he's getting catfish. You're like, all right, is it big girl or is it a dude, right? Because it's never when you see the pictures and it's a total hot chick, you're like, oh, no, dude, look at yourself. Like, that's just, that's not the way the world works. Like, you don't get the hottest chick on Instagram when you're going about like 260 and working at Taco Bell. Right. Like nothing right. against you. That's just not the way the no. world works, right? No, like, not at all. <laughs> all right. I'm going to come clean. <laughs> I've been giving you all this shit about it, but my favorite episode of Catfish <laughs> 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 is the one where it was the, it was the gay guy and he shows up uh, at uh, the person that was quote unquote catfishing him. He wasn't catfishing him like uh, from a physical standpoint. So it's not like he was like, you know, showing him pictures of somebody else or you know, somebody hotter. Uh, he totally misled him. And he had he, he was he was just playing a bunch of dudes. 
and uh, <laughs> and he shows up, and this dude like barges into his house, and he's just like, "No, I need an explanation," you know, and just getting like outlandish. And I love the look on Neve's face when he's like, oh, "Shit, this might get out of control." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, I love it, and you know, and then the one in ten that it's the person that says it is. And like, <laughs> right. it's 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 amazing, like the, those stories. Or I like it when it's the person that says it is, but they're like, oh, "I was just fucking around. I didn't actually want to date this person." <laughs> like, <and> then, <laughs> I was just you know, bored. Just, you know, it was Saturday night. Nobody invited me out. <laughs> yeah, like I, oh, I was just talking to this person, and like I remember, you know, uh, I never thought about this before. But so when I was in the band, um, I. Uh, Oh my God, she might hear this. But anyway. Oh, yes. Well, maybe. So, I don't know. I don't want to get you in trouble. So I've never met her or anything in, in person, but like we've become friends. But we were playing like shows with Better Than Ezra or something like that. And I don't know how we connected, but I think she found out about it and started, you know, this is like AOL Messenger days or something. Oh, you know, like, yes, I remember that. Got in touch with me. And we sort of became friends, and I think I had a girlfriend at the time. But I, but I was honest about that. I don't know. But it was like sort of one of those weird things where we knew each other online, and <laughs> and like, was I really the guy that I said I was, or was I? You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she awkward, probably yeah. wondered back then. <laughs> but you know, now now that I'm just a nerd and you know i think she's like yeah why would you brag you're in that band no one fucking ever heard of oh <laughs> shit <laughs> I'm sure she's like comfortable that she was talking to that that bass player <laughs> plus also when you pick up a guy in a band and you pick up the bass player there ain't no bragging room <laughs> <laughs> take note anybody in the band right now take fucking oh note. Every, if anyone listening to this is a bass player in a band and you think you're the cool one, fuck you. Like I was <laughs> I'm gonna say this though. I was the only coolest bass player in the band ever. I'm still gonna say, like, in my band, I was the coolest. Me or nothing. <laughs> or me, me or the drummer, which is amazing to say. I would say us together were the two coolest ones for sure. I find that hard to believe it wasn't the lead singer. No. Well, for a couple of reasons. Uh, he didn't drink. He Ooh. compulsively had a girlfriend. Oh. So, and he didn't, uh, like, he couldn't do the hang at the end where everyone told you you're the best. And um, he just sort of didn't like that stuff. Which, I mean, now, it's funny seeing him now. Like, I, I go, oh, yeah. I mean, he was always kind of like that. Even when I kind of thought he was a dick, he really wasn't. Like, he didn't like just when people like, here's a real soul searching thing. I'll tell you when the band broke up, Ooh, this got like deep. a month later, I was kind of depressed. Right. Cause I didn't know what to do. Like I actually oh, went and yeah. played uh, or I auditioned with pink and joined her band for a very short time. No, sh uh, like we're talking yeah. about the same pink, right? Yeah. Never played a show with her, but was, and then I was replaced by amazing people and like, but I was given the job <laughs> and it was taken away because someone else wanted there goes it. There all that self-confidence. I was replaced by yeah. amazing people. <laughs> yeah, it was, but a guy that used to play with Prince, like it wasn't like, I was like, well, fuck, I, you know, Ooh. and to her credit, she called me to tell me they were going a different direction. She's <gasps> a very nice person. No like, shit. 
Yeah, she was great. Ooh, lots and of respect for her. I've the, I'm not gonna lie. The whole the, my whole audition process with her went like this. Like my manager called and he said, um, here they sent over those songs uh, just like a pill that she has and one other one that I don't think the record was out yet or it was just out. And they said, learn these two songs, then go play them at this warehouse in LA um, with her. And I, I didn't really know. I thought she was a like a dance performer. You know, like I didn't really get that she's an actual, like incredible talent. And so I listened to them. And th- those songs I really liked, right? I was like, these are really cool songs. Like if anyone knows that song, Just Like a Pill, it's a great song. Oh, yeah. And um, so I learned the songs. I went there. I went on like they they were somewhere communication got messed up and they thought I was a guitar player. And so they didn't really need a guitar player. They were looking for a backup one. So when I got there, there was all these other bass players there to audition and uh, they didn't have a guitar player. And I was the first one there and they said, oh shit, we thought we brought you here to play guitar so these other people could audition for bass. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, like not good, you know? (laughs) And then, uh, so I said, well, I know all the songs on guitar too. I learned them, you know, on bass and guitar. So I'd kind of get it. So they said, would you play guitar for these other ple- people to audition? So I did. And, uh, you know, through like eight guys. And I was like, ah, oh, these fuckers aren't as cool as me. Like, I'll get this shot. Because <laughs> at, at that level, you all know how to play the song, right? It's like, right. who's, she's looking for who's going to look best on stage with me. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I got, I got long hair. Like, I look cool, whatever. And she's trying to go more rock and roll. And then at the end, I had to audition with no guitar player and just me playing bass oh, and the drummer shit. playing and her. And um, the pressure's she on. Was great. Yeah, she, but she was like, I think this is the direction I want to go. And, and they said, you know, you're the guy. You know, here's the tour schedule. Like, start thinking about it. We'll get contracts to you, and you know, we'll figure it all out. And I'm just like on cloud nine. You know, just like holy shit. Like, not telling anyone because I'm like, this can't be real. This can't be real. And then um, it wasn't real. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's badass of her to fucking you know man the fuck up and call you and tell you herself. Uh, total class act and. Yeah. Um, her name's Alyssa, by the way. But uh, she, yeah, she called and she just said, you know, we have this, I have this opportunity to this thing. And then the the person that replaced that person was this bass player I love from a band called Cowboy Mouth. This woman that is like shreds on top of me. I mean, she's like oh, 10 no times shit. better than I could ever hope to be. So, Ooh. you know, it, it all went the way it was supposed to go for, for um, Miss Pink. But why, why were we on this pink thing again? Pink. I have no clue, but I know that I skipped over one of the things, and I need to ask you who the shadow was looking over your shoulder that asked, do you need help? Do I need help? What? I don't know. That's what she texted me, man. Kelly texted me. She's like, ask him who the shadow was looking over his shoulder that asked, do you need help? Holy shit. Like, I feel like I know. So- Kelly! <laughs> yeah, you need to get her ass in here, man. We're dying right now. <laughs> okay. We need you for two things. The shadow over my shoulder said, "Do you need help?" Why did I just forget? Oh shit! Yes. Oh, and <laughs> would you pour me another drink? Yes. You're the best. Um, oh, so, oh, man. so recently, why did the shadow threw me off? So recently, oh. 
Oh, so yeah, let's get into totally awesome name dropping shit. Um, so I was at, I don't know what I was doing. Nothing to do with Jimmy Kimmel Live. Although I worked there sometimes, I wasn't doing anything. But I was in the parking lot for the show. And I was measuring something. Um, oh, for Star Wars. So I was measuring out uh, these spaces to put TV trucks in, right? So we could broadcast or whatever. And, uh, you know, not expecting to see anyone, talk to anyone, do whatever. I'm measuring shit. So my hands are filled with, like, tape measures and papers and, you know, I'm doing whatever. And there's always some asshole, you know, when you're doing something that walks up and is like, hey, do you need some help? Or, like, you all right over there? Or whatever. So I hear, like, do you need some help? And uh, I was like, I just turned around, like, ear tape, just wanted to be like, fuck you. Like, I'm measuring, (laughs) I'm taping shit out in a parking lot right now. And I turn around, like, with all the disgust in the world, and it's Dave Girl. No way! Oh my god, I love Kelly so much right now. <laughs> and I'm like, can you hear him? Yeah. Okay. So he's like, you know, I'm like, hey, Dave Grohl. Like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> it's all know? awkward now because you're ready to read someone's head. You're like, uh, hi. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'd met him before, but it was like, it was just, I was just ready to light into somebody about like, just. Like, come on, like, leave me the fuck alone, you know? And then it's like, I mean, he's literally like one of my heroes. I mean, he's just. Oh, yeah, he's great. Reasons outside of his songs, even. I mean, just the perseverance or whatever of him is insane. And uh, it was just such an awkward moment of like, and I'm like texting Kelly, like, I'm like, holy shit, Dave, <laughs> Dave Girl at work. And of course, well, yeah, we had to her, my, my job sounds more fun than it is because she's dealing with like some kid trying to get some kid not to stab another kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait to just grill into her about the ghetto fabulous stories. <laughs> oh, she she's done podcasts. You might have to have her as a guest, like a high school principal from oh, the inner city. <laughs> dude, all about it. All about it. <laughs> oh, She's funnier than I am, so she would <laughs> better hate podcast. me when she would hear all my bullshit from junior high and high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, there's some weird. I I only thought about this w- this week, and now she's sitting in the room, and she's going to hear it about it. But um, I, I never had a female principal or vice principal. But I think as a kid, wouldn't you like kind of naturally as an authority figure have a crush on that person? I had. Oh, like, Jesus Christ! Why do you got to talk about shit like this? Okay, so like, did did you? <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't the principal, but there was there was a teacher. That I had a crush on. And the funny part was, is like, she wasn't even that hot. <laughs> um, yeah, but imagine was, if your principal's hot. Like, that's a super mess. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just like swooping your way in there and actually something happens and then you just easy street it all the way through high school? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this thing videos are married. But like, probably oh an 18 year old. Sorry, Kelly, on this one. But, you know, like <laughs> post 40, they're not seeing it is the same kind of hot that I'm seeing. It. Right. Well, when I was when I was uh, what the fuck was I? I was like 12, 13. It, it was in eighth grade. I had I'll never forget her, man. Uh, it was my English te- uh, teacher, Mrs. Strong. <laughs> and um, I don't know what it was, but I mean, she was just like she was really firm, but fair, I guess you could say. And uh, just the way she would. The way she would talk to the class, it was just, I was like, ooh, you're cute. 
Oh man, and um, I remember uh, completely aside from like you know the the school teacher crush thing. Um, there was a point where she was really because I had mentioned before I, I had grown up really really rough. Uh, I remember a moment with her where <clears throat> she was genuinely concerned for me, <laughs> and uh, uh, I moved on to high school because where I grew up. Um, in the high desert, you know, like Yucca Valley, Joshua Tree, that area. That's where I grew up. And the middle school and the high school were separated. So you had seventh you and eighth up, grade. So you grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere, California. Oh, yeah, no. It was it was bad. <laughs> that whole area is terrible. <laughs> um, had, had Bono not fucking named an album after it, no one would even know where it is. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, a lot of people knew where it was because of the Marine Base, 20 M Palms Marine Base. And that was like oh, yeah. the thing with the girls at the time, like all the girls like graduating from high school. They were like they were all about getting uh, a jarhead to get married to. So they would be like, quote unquote, secure with their lives. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. nice oh, man. oh, man, dude. Yeah, seriously. And it's funny because my my high school crush totally wound up with one of them. Um, oh. oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but anyway, so I, uh, she had this conversation with me. It was, and it was totally one of those, "Are you okay? Do you feel safe at home?" kind of conversations. <laughs> and I remember it hit. I totally lied to her, hundred percent lied to her. And um, I remember hitting her up about ten, fifteen years later. Because I found her on on fucking Facebook, like <laughs> I found her on Facebook. Uh, she came up as a suggestion, and I hit her up and I let her know, hey, just to let you know, you know, I didn't make it to anything fantastic or extravagant or anything like that, but I'm okay. And it just like it totally made her day. And I was like, you know, you and I could have been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, that, that interaction with ex-teachers or anything, I don't think I'm connected. Uh, one woman on Facebook I'm connected to that was like my Christian youth leader. Um, like, I love that she knows I'm doing okay because I think she thought I was going to do shitty, right? <laughs> you know, so. But the, uh, the two years, like the, the sort of like I'm doing okay or hey, look at me. I remember being on tour and playing like Nina, Wisconsin, right? Like, I don't know why, like, cause we did well in that market. So we played everywhere in Wisconsin. We were on tour. Sure. But we, we'd been on like good morning, green Bay, like pretty <laughs> no prestigious, <shit>. right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And we were in the newspaper that day or whatever. And the band teacher that kicked me out of band that said I had no business playing music because I was tone deaf. Um, he was at a bar. And I saw him and I was like, fuck you, mother. Like, I oh. make more money than you do playing music. Oh, and, like, I bet I that felt that so good. <laughs> yeah, just like, I make more money playing music than you do. And I wasn't good enough to be in your fucking band. Well, there you go. You know, oh, like a total asshole that. move, but also like, kind of like, I don't regret it. Like, it was pretty great. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. asked to leave band. Like, they're like, you just don't get it. Oh, I'm like, no shit. Right. It was like that blunt. Yeah, in high school. Oh, and, dude. And I'm still I'm still a pretty bad singer, but my voice was just changing forever. So my Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I not only was asked to not be in school choir, which is why I joined band and then band kicked me out. So then there's nowhere to go. So I just got study hall, right? Cause you're supposed to have a music credit and everyone is like, this guy doesn't get music. Like <laughs> Fuck. hilarious. And I do it for a living for a decade. Uh, but, right. Um, <laughs> and then the, yeah, the chorus teacher, I mean, I didn't blame her. She was just like, you can't sing. But then I went, I'm like, okay, well, I'll be in church choir. Cause I really did love music. I love music my whole life. And then, um, I even church choir was like, ah, singing's not really for you. I'm like, I know everyone keeps telling me. Oh it's man. <laughs> oh, how defeated were you? Oh, I, I know. And, and even think the little bit that I peeked into drama and stuff, um, you know, they're just like, you don't get it. Like, every, you know, now I make a living doing something that more than anything else in my life, people told me it wasn't fit for me. You know, like these things, they're not for you. You know, like you don't belong in drama. You don't belong in singing. You don't belong in band. And, but I knew I did, right? <laughs> like it just came <laughs> later. Right. So, but I mean, even now, like now that the band is done, is there a part of you that feels like they, a, a portion of them saying that was right? Because you don't um, do a band. You, you didn't get where you are today because of the band. You got where you are today because of your production. No, but I, I think 100% of however I got anywhere was because of my time in music. Like, it, I learned everything I use now then. Like, it's reverse engineered now to where... Um, I know how to treat a band or how to get a band on stage or how to, you know, just get them in the building or do whatever, because I was that guy. So I'm able to look at it from the other side of like, here's where everyone fucked up with me, right? Like, don't make those fuck ups. Don't do this shit. Don't do that. Like, here's, here's like band people are stupid. And I say this in a <laughs> nice way. Yep. Because you're in a hotel and someone puts you in a van and you drive to the gig and you do, you don't know any, like you don't have any of the information of how the night's going to go. Right. So working with like, so we'll name drop again. So, cause you like this band or you like them at one time, Bush, I did a thing oh, with Bush yeah. in 07 last year. And it, so what happened was they, they got these bands. It was a great idea and they didn't have a production manager. So no one was there to actually handle how this, Thing was going to happen it was for captain marvel and they had two big 90s bands because it's 90s themed and um you know so here we got all this stuff and now what are how do we handle it and so when i started so they realized they couldn't handle it they called someone there like call this guy he'll figure it out for you and i did and i said um okay where what what does the band know right now because gavin the singer of bush you know lives in the area he's gonna drive himself and they're like yeah we told him just to park at i'm like no, no, no. like none of this can be because this guy doesn't know how to do anything for himself and i'm not <laughs> you know on the off chance he'd hear this i'm not saying he's stupid i'm saying he's not like, used to it no he's been driven places he's been everything has been meticulously handled for him for the last 30 years of his life right and his objective so, is performing he, Right. So he's going to drive, which is a nightmare because 
like the, now we just introduced a whole bunch of variables. If someone else is bringing them, we know a professional driver will take them to an address we request and follow directions, but he can follow those directions. And I was right on this, right? Like, I'm like, okay, he needs to show up at this address, the old tower records building. Here's the address. And when he gets there, the security guard who is not, someone might take this as racist, but it's true. It's going to be a gigantic black guy, right? It's LA, that's what it's going to be. And Just like the guys I from... Guarantee, uh... it, I guarantee this guy wasn't a Bush fan in the 90s, right? So he doesn't know who the fuck this guy is, right? <laughs> so uh, he needs to say, I am this, and I'm supposed to park here. You know, like, he needs this shit written down and printed out, like, in front of him. <laughs> like, here's what I do at all moments. And, like, of course, that day, what do I walk out and find is, like, him trying to explain that he was in a band in the 90s, right? Like, in his Escalade with his Pomeranian and his kids. and like, oh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Back the fuck up. Did you say Pomeranian? Oh, wait. I'll get to that. So, oh. yeah. But I just... They had this discussion with Kelly last night as well, like, or <laughs> recently. So when he was leaving, so we get through this whole gig. So anyway, getting them in and figuring out what the fuck they need to do and, you know, the whole band. And he's the most famous. So imagine all the less famous people that need to get in and follow directions that can't because now they don't have production managers. They don't have the right people with them, you know, oh, that normally shit. solve these situations for them. So I'm just basically standing in the parking lot, like a parking lot attendant, um, <laughs> figuring it out and like getting people through the door and like, here you go, here you go. Um, so we get everyone in, we sound check, we do whatever. And then as Gavin's leaving, um, I'd done a bunch for him over the course of these two days. Like that's a whole longer story. But so he's leaving and he kind of cruises by me in his big old white Escalade and uh didn't say anything to me or anything. And I was just like, man, a thank you wouldn't fucking kill you. Like after in my brain, that's what I'm <laughs> right, saying. Right, right. After everything I just did for you. And I'm not a big Bush fan or whatever. But <laughs> but I'm a big fan of work, right? So I worked hard and made his day really great. And then, uh, he, but he's wearing clear, clear framed Wayfarers. And he had two Pomeranians in the car on his lap. Right? <laughs> nope. Fucking way. And so he drives by <laughs> me and like, well, fuck him. That's how I'll remember him, right? That fucking stupid. <laughs> Here we go. Just I'm contributing this, the fuck yeah, out of it. With, with his <laughs> dumb dogs and like, what a lady, you know, like whatever. And then he like screeched on the brakes, literally, not to make it more dramatic than it was. And then he backed up like 20 feet to where I was. And he's like, he got out, like, you know, gave me a hug. He's like, hey, thanks, Travis. Like, you know, that was really awesome show. It was really fun for us to do. And they were kicking off this tour. Aww. And um, and I said, I, I just kind of fucking hate you because I was a single dude <laughs> at the time. And uh, and he's like, why? And they said, look at you. You show up in these like the well, I'm going to confess. I said the gayest sunglasses on the fucking planet <laughs> and you're two gay fucking dogs. I'm friends with a lot of gay people. And that's <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> I'm not saying it a bad way. I'm saying the nineteen right, right, yeah, seven no. sort of way, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Your gay you. sunglasses and your gay dogs, and uh, <laughs> and then like, it, like what the fuck? Every woman here is just fucking losing their shit over you. Like I can't <laughs> win. <And> he just <laughs> was laughing. He's like, "I'm Gavin Rosdale, man." <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, fuck yeah, you are. Oh, like, good, that's good on you. Fucking great. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he's a, he is, like, when I first, do you remember first hearing Bush? Because you said you're like a 90s uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, I was huge into Vaseline. Like, that was, and, like, oh, man, taken out of context. That, okay, let's back that up for a second. <laughs> that's my sound grab I'm going to play and make oh, your ringtone. I'm big into Vaseline. I'm big into Vaseline. <laughs> um, Damn it. He, he, uh, he. he I heard it and I'm like, I think this is trying to pretend like it's Nirvana. And I hated it originally. And then I kind of liked it. I mean, as an outside, you know, it wasn't, it didn't fit in my genre, but I was like, all right, I think this is good. I don't get it, but I think it's like Britain's Nirvana sort of. <laughs> Britain's Nirvana. Nice. Nice. And I like it. They, they kind of were like that dude wrote some good songs and I watched him perform that day and the show was really cool. And, and he delivered, man, he's still at, at 50 when you can still sing those notes and hit that shit. I can appreciate that as a dude who's aging as well. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, yeah. that's not that easy. And a lot of the friends I still have in music are older dudes and they're still, to see them still killing it is is pretty amazing, especially the singers. I mean, that takes a lot of work to maintain. Well, yeah, it's been what thirty years. Yeah, and people still want his autograph. Good for that fucking guy. Like, I wish that was yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and like as well. I mean, like as far as music goes, like one of my ultimate dreams. This is so funny because I feel so dramatically guilty for it is I would love to just take a half hour with Dave Grawl and just talk about Kurt. But oh, I, I, yeah. do you see where I'm going with that? It's like I don't because I know how painful it is. You know what I mean? I Yeah, I don't. It, it's, you want to know a great suggestion for your listeners, uh, if anyone reads. Do your listeners read? <laughs> I hope people? so. Uh, well, uh, my fan base will eventually get bigger, and I guarantee you there will at least be one reader in there. <laughs> so Dave Grohl's mom wrote a book that especially every mom should read um, or woman should read, but dudes, I appreciate it as well. Dave Grohl's mom wrote a book, and every chapter she interviewed a different um, mother of a famous musician. From Getty, from Getty Lee to Jay Z or Dr. Dre, sorry, to, it it's no such shit, a, dude. I read it in like two days. I was obsessed with it. Like hearing two moms talk dude, about. Dude, you got to tell kids. me the name of the book. <sighs> yeah, really you can't it. just. Oh god, Damn I can't, I give I give it to her and I can't remember. But it is a girl mom book. If you Google that, yeah, I'm, I have to now, man. I mean, we can't just touch base on that and like. My brother bought it for me and I, you know, was kind of like put it aside for a little bit. And I'm, and then when I finally got to it and really read it, I was like, holy shit. Cradle to stage? Yeah. From, from that's cradle it. to stage? Yep. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a must read and it's an easy read because each chapter is a completely different subject. She interviews like Michael Stipe's mom, um, just so many great moms. And, you know, I thought of, you know, 
how my mom could have been a part of it had I made something in myself in music. But, <laughs> you know, but I there's a common theme among all these things that's pretty crazy. And Dave Grohl's mom, how supportive she was of him being like a goofball, you know, and just wanting to like drop oh, out. Yeah. She was a teacher and her kid dropped out of high school to, oh, that's to, so great. to go on tour that. in Europe. But she knew like the first chapter is amazing when she talks about she understood, you know, when he was dropped out and went to Europe, like that was probably his future. It wasn't school. Like the schools weren't delivering anything that was going to lead him to anything. Music was maybe his best choice. It, it's a really great story. Yeah, it's a smart move too. way to go, Ma, because, yeah, look at him now, man. Yeah, it's worked out well. He's a little bit. I'll say of, of all celebrities, is there a more well-liked celebrity than Dave Grohl? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think he's the third nicest guy in the band. Like, having you, met them all. Third, third nicest yeah. guy in the band. I love him, but I think he's the third nicest guy. I think, right. Taylor the, I think Taylor the drummer is the greatest, one of the greatest human beings ever. <laughs> entertaining as can be Chris Chris Shiflett the guitar player is he has a podcast that you should listen to he's a really um fuck just look up Chris Shiflett I can't remember what it's called it comes up automatically in my Spotify um so he he nerds out on people Chris Shiflett has this whole other life where he has this like weird central California 70s 80s countries band type thing is what he does Right. Like that's the albums he put like I buy his records on vinyl. They're fucking great. They're twangy. They're nothing like the Foo Fighters. <laughs> okay. And he's I mean, they're so good. So and Chris Shufflet just interviews people that like amaze him. And some of the people you're gonna be like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. But he makes them <laughs> interesting. And he's not like a super great interviewer, but he's like he's like your buddy that never meant to be a podcaster is famous so he got a podcast that's kind of the <laughs> nice so and he has access to obviously everyone because he's Chris Shiflet from the Foo Fighters um and then Taylor Hawkins solo records so there's uh the drummer has these records he has a solo band that sounds like Queen but like Queen on crack like it's so over the top so you'll have to check out Taylor Hawkins I can't remember and the band name, but uh, the song is, or the album is, the best one is uh, K-O, like A-H, like King of the Assholes. That's what it basically, it <laughs> stands for that. Nice. But, I will definitely do that. So that one's like that. kind of an EP, but yeah, King of the Assholes, K-O-T-H. Yeah, that's what it is. Or King, K- Coda, K-O-T-A. Um, it's a great fucking record. And, you know, like people don't really, everyone in that band is an amazing musician outside of that band where most bands, that's not really the case. But if you listen to what those guys do outside of the Foo Fighters, it's, it's pretty crazy and amazing and awesome. Noted. So, so, okay. So we're in the closing (laughs) moments. 
You see in this? Yes. Um, <laughs> you get so used to have, it. <laughs> do, do, do you have Can you believe? Kelly? Hold on, stop right there. Can you believe it's been an hour and fifty minutes? Because I remember no. you saying before, we're like, "How the fuck am I going to do two hours on this? We're already at four, bro." Uh, here's what I've come to like. I thought about it today, and I was like, oh, "I'm excited to do this." And I thought about it. I'm like, "God, I'm an egotistical motherfucker. Nobody, <laughs> likes, talk- Nobody likes talking about me more than me." Like, Isn't that what Kelly said too? I swear to God, Kelly said that too. <laughs> oh, probably. Like, just like, holy shit! Like, I love this shit. Like, I could do it all, all the time. This so there's, great. like you said, you love a good story. I love okay. a good story. It's really yes. fun to put it out there. And then someone that doesn't really know either one of us can hear these funny stories and realize like, it's, it's just fun, you know? Yeah. And like, you could, like, you're good at this. Like you could talk to my mail delivery person and make two hours out of it for sure <laughs> which is a skill i don't know how you're gonna manifest that into when people listen back to this one i hope they hear that i saw your future like i think <laughs> you you have a really cool skill that could you know you can make any story good so well i try i i Dude, even a mail carrier, like right there, I can fucking think of that shit. Like, you know, what's the, tell me about the one time you walked up to a house and rapped on the door and some shit went down. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it was Jason that was saying like, dude, you could make a fucking janitor sound interesting. <laughs> no, that's, that's fucking great though. Like that ability. That's why I don't talk to people in airports or like, I like you and I babbling back and forth, it's hard to believe. I don't talk to people I don't know at all. Like airports, I just sit airplanes, people talk to me next to me. I'm like, I don't talk to people on airplanes. That's what I say. Like I say no, straight. You just flat out tell them, like, yeah, I don't talk yeah. to you people. <laughs> what do you mean, you happen. people? <laughs> just don't have oh. it. Like I don't like I have to be somewhat engaged. So like that you can wander into anything. And and just be ready to listen to people's stories is oh, yeah. like I'm jealous of you. Like I, because I kind of want to know people's stories. I just like I'd rather I'd rather watch like videos. Well, see, that's that's where you go with it, man. Instead of you digging, just you know refer them to me, and then I'll dig, and then you can just listen to the episode. <laughs> is Kelly still there? I don't know where Kelly went. Kelly. <laughs> like Tell somewhere. Kelly that I said one more. What? Uh, did you get the end of her list? Yeah. But I want one more real quick. Tell her. Kelly? Tell her one more 15 minutes. <laughs> I feel like she wandered up. Maybe she went to sleep. Oh, <laughs> dude. Sleep. It's only like what eight o'clock? Well, I suppose I I shouldn't. Well, no, it's early here. Kelly, wait. There she is. Yeah, I heard a what too. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. Can you? Would you please come here? (laughs) (laughs) What did she do? Did she just like walk past? Like whatever. (laughs) The the others. 
God, we have we have even more stuff we could talk about because it's funny. Are you ready I for this? I, I feel I feel like I let all my, all uh, well whatever friends I have. I feel like I let them down. You ready for this? You ready? You ready? More cliffhangers. All right. So we'll give some more. Cl- he uh, he wanted one more story. Yeah, one we more. Got the, we got to the end of the list, so he's wondering if he had one more. No pressure, Kelly, but uh, we're kind of on the fucking clock here. We only got 15 minutes. Let's go. Well, you know, I don't have one ready. Oh, damn, damn it. <laughs> she tried. I mean, believe me, if she could That's think okay. of something that would embarrass me because I love I love being embarrassed. Do you have a third mic? I, I don't. Oh, oh, come on, Kelly. Don't Wait. puss out on me now. Wait, we, we we can get over here. Wait, Kelly. Come sit right here for a second. For one second. One second. Can, come on. We we might edit this out, right? You'll promise me anything that's I said promise, if it goes the I direction. promise if the if you tell me, if you tell me, hey, do not put that in there, I will not put it in there. All right, let's put her next to me. Right here. All right, but we got. She has a cocktail too, and she's dropping down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so she don't, did she, she hear what I this, just said? Oh, we had super fun, and it was great. No, she could hear you through the headphones. So, um, so I flipped one out so she can hear it. Okay, okay. So, hi Kelly. Hi there. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I was doing good, but now you're letting the entire episode down by not having one more. I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, <laughs> but. Knee deep in applications. And- <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't prepared. She, she's looking for a new job right now. So. <laughs> that is. I, all I right. don't think. I don't. I, I don't think it'll be on the story. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't think we're saying too much in that your uh, podcast isn't reaching uh, high no. school superintendents in Arizona. No. Like she should be okay to say she wouldn't. What I want to stab in the eye with a fork. <laughs> Oh, dude. Okay, we definitely have to connect after you quit your job. Right. Oh no! For yes, you do. <laughs> oh man! But at any rate, like we need to get a third mic going on, and she's got to tell those ghetto fabulous stories of like, yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, I've go. got this one thug kid who wears blue colors all the time, and I've told him all the time you cannot wear blue. Oh, I yeah. No, she, she, what? As soon as she leaves this job, she's your, you should interview her. Oh, I cannot wait until you don't have a job anymore, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Might be sooner than I think. (laughs) Oh, Travis can take care of you, whatever. Oh, I don't need that. I take care of myself. (laughs) Add a girl, add a girl. By the way, nice work with the keys. With the what? I didn't hear that. With the keys at his head, oh, like head? chucking it at his head. I especially like the part oh, where you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <you're> <laughs> oh my god, he told you that whole story. Hold oh on. yeah, no, yeah, we're in now. You're you're in the click now, girl. You gotta. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know. Yeah, that was pretty ugly moment <laughs> for him. <laughs> oh, I, no, I hear different because I hear after you chuck those keys, you went to go storm off, but then you had to stop. Like I actually need those. Uber I gotta go. I probably would have just kept going. And said, forget the car. Forget the keys. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'll have to send you a promo video of our band. I did a bit uh, where I got mad at the band and yelled. At, this is like six years after Kelly. 
but uh, I walked out of this band thing and then I came back and said, Hey, I don't have a ride. And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was totally based on her. Like, so I hadn't forgotten. This is after the keys? This is oh, after the keys? Like, you hit her up like, Hey, least, can I get a ride? At least, at least five years after the keys. But I drew on that for my creative decisions to like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not great, but like awesome. She she's kind of smiling, but kind of wanting to punch me in the face. That's not a good story for you. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you for sitting in the last little bit, Kelly. And oh, you're welcome. You know what, man? Are you ready for this? We're we're gonna rattle off the list again, just to show you how much we didn't touch base on. Uh, what, what else do we have to talk about? Could I be your first part three? Yeah, actually, amazing. I'm thinking so. Are you ready for this list? Are you ready? We, I, yes. We still haven't talked about the Super Bowls with your fucking dad. Oh, oh. that's seriously <laughs> amazing. The, the fucking Nintendo, like the Nintendo hookups. That's we haven't talked about that. Good. That's okay-ish. Okay-ish. All right. Let's bring it back to, oh, my God, why didn't we talk about-ish? Uh, Wonka. <laughs> we, ha- we still haven't talked about Wonka. Wonka is a funny thing. Yes. <laughs> that one. And yeah, then great. Costa Rica. We still haven't gotten any details about Costa Rica. Oh, my God. I can See? do two hours on Costa Rica. See? Kelly, yes. 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 Love Costa Rica. Fucking monkeys live in my backyard. Oh, it must be fucking like... nice. <laughs> no, I'm just oh kidding. God. I'm just kidding. Amazing. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I'm not saying that oh, dickhead so way. I'm saying no, like I know, in a I know, truly I know. amazing way. Like. Dude, that's you saw awesome. the whales jump like you do on National Geographic. Oh yeah, oh, we Kelly just... and I were Kelly and I were in a boat. We were fishing uh, for um, what mahi. mahi or yeah. So we were fishing for mahi, and it was a bad day. Because that's what I love. To so do. I'll tell the story quick. <laughs> that's what Kelly does. Quick, yes, super quick. Seafood. But one day I'm super like, quick. we're gonna fucking fish for mahi, right? So we rented this boat. And we're out. We didn't catch shit for like two hours. It was boring. It was horrible. And then. Uh, and then all of a sudden, these humpback whales started breaching, no, like, sure. like right next to us. Like it was, it was fucking cool. nuts. Oh, and, that's amazing! And just like, oh, uh, and then the fish started started biting. Like, and who caught the biggest wait. fish, Travis? Uh, <laughs> I love no. Own up to it, man. No, she called you out. You better answer. Now, I still think it was me. It when, was me. I have the pictures in the video. We it threw them totally all in the me. bin. I think it was me. I'm going to stand by it. was me. But, you know, Not at all. So episode 14 ended in a fist fight with another set of keys. <laughs> there are parts. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Thank but, you guys so yeah, much. Great. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Oh, dude. Is there going to be a part three? Are we doing a part three? Oh, fuck. We're doing part threes. Yes. Originally, the the weird plan was to do maybe the show from Janis Joplin's death room uh, next week. But uh, now I'm staying at like a super nice hotel. (laughs) Oh, screw you and your celebrity aspect of. No, no. I have to have the penthouse. I I love this. I I was forced to stay in a penthouse. (laughs) Literally. No, it's not a penthouse at all. It's just a nice hotel. (laughs) So Um, what happened? Oh, God damn it. I can't ask about that. Okay. What can you ask about? Well, (laughs) how how it went from Janis Joplin's room to uh, this other hotel. 
Uh, uh, fast answer. It's a it's a corporate account. So they were like, oh. hey, we've got this sweet deal. So we're going to put you in this other. Did you tell them about in, your room there? Instead of letting uh, you pick your own room. Oh, screw wherever, you, corporate budgets. You in the, yeah, it was a corporate thing. So oh. it just didn't work out. Jerks. But I mean, like I said, I've stayed there. What is it now? Like almost Three, two, yeah. two years of my life. Have been spent I know. Now. I know. My mom was totally looking forward to that. And now she's going to kill me. Oh, no, I'll be back there in March. So <laughs> I think at, at worst, we'll do another one from I will literally sit in oh the exact spot that Janis Joplin died in and we'll do <laughs> the entire next one okay that's a deal i guess <laughs> i love it all the time i, I love you, it. you know what you know what the funniest part about this is is the one part that i'm super disappointed on right now is that it's not october <laughs> that'd be a perfect halloween episode come on oh, when, when she died it is like i've been there every year when she died we always have a premiere then so oh man that might, that, that might be the epic one okay stop stop because i'm just gonna keep digging man and if i keep digging i've got two choices i can either chop something out of this episode or i can completely degrade the audio quality which i'm not gonna do so we're just going to have to, unfortunately, Travis, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you are now obligated to an episode three, whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I feel like let's do three. And I feel like because a legion flies direct to Fargo, if we do a fourth, you have to do your first live podcast. Fuck. I need your help with that, though, dude. I don't know any. I haven't done any research on that. I can, I, it's just like radio. It's I, like a radio show. Yeah, I kind of know how to do it. I think we should do one at like your favorite bar at like 5 p.m. Drekkers. Have you ever hour. heard of Drekkers? Uh, no, only through you. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll converse about it. And we'll plan and we'll like we'll do it up huge because obviously somebody's a pro at this. So, <laughs> all right, guys, hey, you're a pro. Uh, yeah, all right, right. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys again. Everybody else, thank you for listening. And we will see you very soon. <laughs> I am right there with you in wanting part three. I know you're anxious and I am too. And don't you worry. We will get it all sorted out. I promise. Obviously, in order to stay up to date, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RumorCast. Don't forget we can be found on every major podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Stitcher. And I want to hear from you as well. So feel free to head over to RumorCast.com, click on that Speak tab, and tell me a story. Thank you again for supporting us by taking in these great stories. I love you, and take care. <laughs>